All right, guys, we're back on the Triple Six Rivals podcast, and history is being made today. And unfortunately, we don't know how this is going to turn out. They're silencing Trump on Twitter. They're silencing Trump on Facebook. They're silencing Trump basically in every way possible. Now, you guys already know, but this is an assault on free speech, and we're in scary territory here, guys. And basically, we don't know how this is going to end. First, they silence Trump. Then they silence me. Then eventually they silence you. And before you know it, no one's got a voice. So, D, I know you feel very strongly on this subject. What do you think this is all going to lead to? So, <clears throat> it's culminating right now. And right now, we are at a defining point in history whereby we're seeing, uh, we're actually going to define for future generations what it means to do something in the name of national security and how and how far national security is allowed to go to encroach on civil freedoms. <clears throat> so what that means in layman terms is that there's a fight for our freedom of speech right now. It's going on. Definitely, um, Trump definitely. fell victim to this. So uh, I'm not taking any political sides here. We just need to see what they're using Trump as, a scapegoat, okay? They're going to say that Definitely Trump used uh, fighting words, because that relates to the Constitution, to incite violence against Congress. That is what they're going to say. That's the argument they're going to make. We must be very careful, though, because they're going to argue that it's in the name of national security, and they're going to use that argument in order to take away our rights of free speech that we now have on our only public platform, the Internet. Absolutely, and as well as you know, right now, you can't really reach anybody unless it's through a microphone, through a screen, not only because of the pandemic, but as the world transitions from the economies that we knew back in the 20th century, now we're in the 21st century where everything's be online, office spaces are going away, but at the same time, to be able to pull the cord on somebody to the point where they're not even able to express opinion, given they say that he incited violence. I don't think he did. Honestly, his behavior and the behavior of a lot of the media companies and things like that leading up to the event was completely divisive, D. So, I yeah. mean, they've been driving this this type of behavior for at least the last 8, 12 years. No, it started okay. with Obama. So. so this actually... Who's to blame for this? I mean, they're trying to blame Trump, and that's why they're silencing him. But really, I mean, Trump so does... Bear some responsibility, but at the same time, cannot, come on, D. For the, for the actions that were taken by the people um, after Trump had made a speech at his rally, you cannot... So, I watched his speech. You cannot blame Trump for what happened after the speech. He did not actually incite violence. He was giving a... It was they're actually a patriotic speech. They're using but the that narrative. narrative they're going to use. That's what exactly. I'm telling you. That's the legal narrative they're going to use to take this man down. And the prop, Trump, first of all, he did not incite violence. He incited patriotism in the name of the United States. So, and he didn't say to take up arms against the U.S. government. Those words never came out of his mouth. Okay, he he urged the nation to to unite, uh, to be united. So. It's going to be scary to see how the government tackles the Communications Act of 1996, specifically because of Section 230. Right now, everyone's like, what's Section 230? There's a call for repeal for Section 230. There was a uh, for us to get our stimulus checks. 
uh, Trump said that he wanted a repeal of Section 230. Okay, the problem also comes from Biden. Biden wants a repeal of Section 230, and so does Harris. They have publicly stated this. What Section 230 in the Communications Act of 1996 does is that gives... um, Basically, the big tech companies who have these major platforms, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, we are allowed to say essentially whatever we want, post whatever we want right now. Well, it's and free those, speech, absolutely. Those but. companies are not held liable because it's seen as a public platform. With Section 230, they're not held liable. We are held liable for what we say on these platforms. And I think, I think it's, we're both in agreement that it should stay that way. But now it looks like the tech companies are able to come in and they're able to decide who and who cannot have free speech, which basically is the most fundamental right as an American citizen. By repealing Section 230, you're giving them more leeway to remove more users. So then the question is, should the Internet be regulated? Should should social media be regulated? Absolutely not. Then exactly, because we definitely don't want the government regulating it. Definitely don't want that. We don't want the government but at the or same time, businesses regulating we don't because want we're starting tech, to see. Don't want tech companies at the same time being able to silence people. So either way, by repealing Section 230, it's a good thing. I don't know if it did it pass. I haven't seen if it passed. You think repealing Section 230 is a good thing so that so that they can silence all of us, so they can take all of us off the Internet, off of every platform no, for what we say. No, absolutely not. But at the same time, because repealing Section 230 will place liability on the tech companies for everything that every user posts. You, me, uh, let's say I go on YouTube, YouTube will be held liable for that video, held accountable. Somebody's got to be held accountable. Yeah, the person who posted it. But at this point, I mean, like I said, I don't know enough about Section 230. But I do know something about free speech. I do know that they're, by silencing Trump, they're sending a big message. Okay, right now, the me- yeah, they are sending a message that no matter who you are, we can shut you up. Okay, and right now, if people don't stand up and fight, they will. With the repeal of Section 230, they will be able to shut all of us up permanently, so why don't indefinitely. You, okay, so did it pass or not? Because that's what we need to know. They're not. fighting right now. Okay, so either way. So I know that's a big deal, but either way. So what I do know is, did Trump by how do we fix it at this point? We get out there and we fight. We tell them we don't. We we tell them we want it to a referendum. The voice of the people want to be heard on this. Not the we don't want the senators yeah, and the representatives to vote on this. We want to vote no, on this, no, like we did with marijuana laws in the states. But at the same time, nobody's listening to the people right now. I think what they're trying to do, their behavior is very divisive. By trying to impeach Trump and saying that. He incited violence, this and that. It's definitely not going to bring the country together. Trying to impeach someone who's going to be out of office in 10 days, first of all, is laughable. It's a it's a waste of tax dollars. It's a waste of manpower, and it's a waste of resources. I don't think anyone should allow them to get away with that. How can we, as a nation, allow them to waste millions of dollars on a mock trial? Well, because at the same time, it's political revenge. Plain and simple. As old as time. I mean, vendettas have been around since... Time. So this is a vendetta. They've got something against Trump. You've seen yeah. it the last four okay, years, right? So they're gonna use the people's tax dollars and in order Do to you really think they give it? a fuck about the people's tax dollars? Do you really believe that? Well, as long as we're sitting at home and we're not doing anything about it, no, they don't. But it's they've got people they've got people dying 
okay? They've got people dying literally left and right. They've got people starving. They've got kids at home, parents going fucking crazy, and they sent $600 checks out. They don't give a flying fuck. Because these people are not in the streets marching, demanding their rights back. If they were in the streets demanding more than $600, they would get it. To get their senators to listen. If you want, like, what did they do in Arizona? Honestly, they don't care. They legitimately... You're, you're your politicians don't care either way. You can go march I'm, until the cows go home. people. You know when the politicians you know care? No, they, they care when you're on their front honey, lawn. That's when they care. No, they don't even but care But as then. soon as you become violent, yes, because they have to acknowledge you're there. But as soon as you become violent, they can use force to force you off the lawn. So that should have been a lesson we learned. Like I said, either way, I don't know what the answers are. People going out and protesting. That shit sounds so fucking stupid, so fucking lame. So fucking tried. They need, okay, they need to protest for something that they that's legitimate in the eyes of... Like, you cannot protest for something so illegitimate like defunding the police force. Well, at the same time... Or you end up with what we did in Oregon. Are both parties legitimate at this point? No, both parties are illegitimate at this point. So, what's the point of protesting, Dev? You answered your own fucking argument. There is no point. If both parties are corrupt, to bring people together to collectively, they act can't the right only now because when you do, you are killing people. Literally, people cannot be around each other right now if you can't Zoom notice. Okay, we can gather on public platforms, groups. Okay, see, right now we still have the ability to gather on Zoom, create Zoom meetings, and you still think that it, the answer is in the collective. I think the people that can lead, that have the resources that have the ability, the background, all that, they're purposely shirking their responsibility right now. And it's a goddamn shame. It is, but the only people that can... The only people way can, to change is collective action of people. You need enough people brought bonded together. We have to set, be willing to set our own ideologies aside and come together in order to combat this highly colluded, corrupted government that we have that's a super party machine right now. And if we don't fix this... Because our government doesn't even want to acknowledge there's a new superpower. It's called the big tech companies. It's called social media. Okay, they actually run elections now, and the government can't even regulate them. Yeah, because once you do, we're down a slippery slope again. Because we got to answer this question. This is what this podcast is all about. Okay? Who should regulate it? I say no regulation. Then you have a system. Absolutely no regulation. And you have where we're at right now. Okay, but see, right now they're selectively, they're still selectively regulating in the name of national security. You see what I'm saying? If they have to allow Trump to say whatever he wants to say, anybody, you cannot silence Parler and Trump and different platforms. You have to allow so everyone to be able to the say only what way they want to say, no matter how crazy the idea. Unfortunately, people aren't going to do it because it requires sacrifice. It requires us to hurt, <clears throat> and people don't ever want to give anything up. You want to know what it's going to take? It's going to take for me, you, everyone to move away from these fucking microphones to move away from these screens but at that point we're going against our own fucking nature that's exactly what we need to do and we need to allow anyone who wants to say whatever they want to say no matter how horrendous or terrible it is they have to be allowed to say it because the only other way is is blanket legislation that oppresses everybody or we could say there's another way i just thought about this this is kind of crazy what if everything that you posted became your own private property this would require development of a new law okay so that everything that each individual person created was treated like a piece of their personal private property that's an avenue i don't think we've explored yet either way 
it's they're still gonna hold you liable for what you do. You still can't well, incite violence. You still can't post. Okay, but under the private property framework, though, if it's your personal property, then it's like owning. That's like a person who's amassing too many guns, right? So if either, you post too either many way, things, I think that is one way. Yeah, but a better way is people just they've got to decide to just turn 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 off because if not all this thing is doing is just driving all these fucking behaviors so when we can't even talk rationally because we can't even be in the same room together and all of a sudden you have the ability where you know no matter how crazy your fucking beliefs are you can find a group there's a facebook group for you there's somebody out there for you now you can organize all these crazy groups see that's the thing we have to be able to strip all of our compartmentalizations the subgroups and whatnot we have to strip our own um yeah but you got literally pedophile rings you do have pedophile yes, rings you do. you do have human trafficking rings especially here in our own city it's a big fucking problem Boy, no, and it's being perpetuated it's, it's being cities. perpetuated online yeah, but this is something that's been this has been perpetuated for the, the probably thousands of years, and it always will be. It's like war, okay? People so will take back to the question. I mean, I don't think you should try Trump right now. I think the best thing to do as a people, as a nation, is just let the fucking man go. He's already been disgraced. It's not about he's Trump. already got to live with the loss. But we want to know what the solution is. We don't want to know what the problem is because everybody the can describe solution, the problem is. I know, and I keep telling you, we have to put our biases aside. People, okay, all people. So don't try him. Let him walk away then, right? We should let him walk away. Yes, Absolutely. We should. Okay. Trump for Trump is gonna pay the consequences for the things he did through the fourteen federal indictments that are waiting for him as soon as he gets out of office in ten days. Why would we wanna add to that? He's gonna go to trial for Either other way, things he did. Back to the question. I think it's funny how we're so divided as a country right now that when one group protests, it's the worst crime in history. It's overkill. That's the Yeah, problem. but when another group you've seen it six no, months ago. It when another group this, protests this is, it's okay. It's okay. It's absolutely okay. As long as I don't have to say names of the groups. You've seen in the last... Okay, history doesn't lie. The last year of our lives does not lie. Yeah. One group protests. Another group reacts. No, another no, no, group no, no. protests. No. Another group reacts. Okay, one group protests. It's okay. Another group... It's, it's not the okay. worst thing ever. So we can demonize whatever group we wanted. But That's at the, the same time, too. who's driving the behavior? Okay, a lot of it, too, is like how groups came out and said, okay, this is the good old boys, this is the Antifa, this is blah, blah, blah. Yeah. These groups weren't even there in a lot of the protests. Who's driving the narrative? The government through the media that through the media outlets they control. But we have to be very careful here. I don't think here. it's the government. I think it's actually the media. I think it's... I think it's cable news. I think it's anybody who can so, print a news article. I think technology is driving the problem. So, so here's the thing. Okay, you have so a lot of people have. It's become so hard to distinguish from which one is part of the misinformation campaign that people have decided it's easier just to say it's all fake. That's a very bad mistake on our part. Okay, you have to be if you're going to. First of all, you can't turn the news off, okay? You have to involve yourself in some way with what's going on in the world. Yeah, but the news right now, it's definitely just... You have truth people. bringers, um, as far as the news goes, and then you have people that purposely mislead us. Yeah, but I mean, okay? come on, truth bringers. They've become demonized. Jur journalists who are associated with the truth now are... We're, 
We're seeing this play out right now. Snowden, Assange, there's another woman who runs the risk of all being um, tried under the Patriot Act as espionage, right? And this is another thing we're seeing play out. And so what is this? It's a fight for free speech on journalism. So the journalists that go out and do the real digging and do bring us good news, they're trying to silence them because of the misguided information. That's why they purposely started a misinformation, disinformation campaign. So this Just is like the monarch did. This is what I believe. I believe that the media is definitely driving a lot of this behavior. So, you know, people just don't storm into buildings because things are good people just don't storm into buildings because they're happy no it's because they're starving they can't feed their families yes exactly and most more importantly people do it when they know that their voices are not going to be heard it doesn't matter if you're on the left or the right so with that I mean, yes, free speech is definitely under assault. Free speech has always been under assault. No, but not like and free speech today. has only existed for certain groups. Certain groups have never had free speech. And that is a truism of this world that we, we fail to recognize. But it's true. And political free speech is supposed to be the most... So we start with protected. Trump. We start with Trump. And then before you know it, it's you. Then it's me. Then it's everyone. And then before you know it, all the progress that we have made, little it has is going to be reversed like that. You just have to think about it. They went after the biggest man, the president of the United States, and they went after the most of the the speech that's afforded the most amount of protections through the First Amendment. And at the same speech. time, if you think Biden is going to be is going to be the the saving grace, unfortunately, his actions, his words, his character say otherwise. So We'll see what the future brings, but it's definitely a scary day in America. And with that, I'm going to let D close it up, and we're going to get out of here. All right, you guys, this is it for our audio podcast this week. And don't forget, next time we see you, we're talking about the big Napoleon Bonaparte.